Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Did today. <laughs> Taking that completely out of context. Yeah, they're nominated as well. So uh, anything else? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. We will nominate it. Guy I work with thinks that to get some pieces of A four paper, he should photocopy a blank page. Wait, what? What? A guy I work with thinks to get some pieces of A four paper, he should photocopy a blank page for as many as he needs. Oh, dear God. Alan, I'm wondering, do you have a big office printer? So maybe if someone doesn't really know where the drawers open or where the things Mm. are kept, that he's just like, I'll just photocopy this back page. That's That's dumb. That's pretty dumb. (laughs) I like the emoji you use as well. It's just Just straight across face. It's just (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Alan, that's that's impressively stupid. That is impressively stupid. Mm. Wow. Thanks Amazing, for that. Alan. That's up there. Yeah, that's definitely that's up right there. up there. Like again, second to yours, to your fashion faux pas uh, in the uh, gym. I mean, I think that's a little bit worse. <laughs> Alan sent this in a picture of his printer. He's like, the, the paper right is right there. there. It's in the boxes of stationary paper beside the printer. Oh, I can't. <laughs> did, did you say this to them? Did you actually say this to them and kind of go, "What are you doing? I want the paper." So, like, just wow. Sometimes you're speechless. I'm speechless. Wow, that's so good, Alan. It's so bad. It's good. It's just you must you must have been punching yourself in the face when he's saying this to you. And you're like, my god, like how old is he, Alan? Is he like 17 year old just out of school, doesn't know what he's doing, or is this like a even if he was though? Yeah, I know. Even a 50 year old man who just doesn't care for technology. Mm. Thank you for reading my text. Good night. School run in the morning, Harry. No problem at all. So sorry about how things didn't work out so well. December 5th, though. Mark it down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the theatre for, uh, uh, for you. Yeah. Fingers crossed we get up and run again because, oh, this year isn't turning out to be the most crack at all, is it? But yeah, no worries at all. Enjoy your school run in the morning. Um, anything else that you might want, if you're listening and you want to add something to our Darwin Award nominations, uh, available and open for the rest of oh, the evening. No. Alan has come back to say his, his work colleague is over 40. How has he survived this long? Do you know, he's probably senior management as well. People get there, you're like, what? I love this one. Who's that in from? I can't even read the name because half of my computer's blocked. The name, Niall. Common sense is not that common. Oh, it's gone, yeah. Why can't you see half your computer? I have a sticker on. 
Oh, a COVID sticker. sticker. I have a COVID sticker that's oh, yeah. blocking half the screen. Yeah, we're back in studio. If you didn't know, we, we have been remote working, both dialing in remotely since the middle of April. And then we're back in and out. There's obviously stickers everywhere to say... Wash your hands. Don't cough, wash your hands, you're not allowed to pee anymore. Can't lick people's There's places. a safety space down there in the kitchen. Do you see that? No. There's a little... They've moved everything around the office, obviously, to be compliant. And I, I think we're being even extra safe, which is a good thing. Great thing. Because I know some places that didn't send people home during the pandemic sent the cleaners home and asked staff to clean the office themselves. Stop. So it was deemed unsafe for everyone. Everyone, even the people who were meant to clean the place, it was deemed too unsafe for them. But these people had to go in and work. Unbelievable. And they were like, oh, you can give the place a quick wipe if you want. Uh, somewhere else. Somewhere in Dublin, by the way, that was. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, common sense is not that common. And no. the sorry, the little area down there, there's a little safety coordinated space, a little like eight by marks on the ground. So, so is that kind of like that game catch when you're younger? So if I run into that little box, you can't come near me? Maybe that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Safety. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can't catch COVID in here. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you can. Uh, right. Anything else that you might have been reminded of? We want your nominations for idiotic people that you have come in contact with over the last couple of days. Maybe it was today, someone you work with, someone you live with. 087. Six seven nine seven one zero four. FM one zero four is Room one zero four podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. I hope you're well and get in touch. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four is our WhatsApp. Also, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so. You can listen back to the full shows and also get the individual interviews and features that we do here on the show. You can find us on whatever podcast platform that you are using. Now, what are we, seven minutes past 11? Do we have a question for the evening we, we never got do, to? We do, yeah, we have a question and this is quite interesting. I want to know what the most Instagrammed food of 2020 is. Oh, okay. I, my gut reaction was uh, avocado and toast. Everyone loves avocado and toast. Right. I don't get it. Yeah. A lot of times avocado is very stringy and if you get a stringy bit, you want to get sick in your mouth. It's disgusting. I've never... Avocado has always seemed like far too much effort from the start to the end of trying to make anything with it. And then it goes off fairly quickly. It does. It goes off really quickly. I think as well you need to unfollow a lot of healthy, bloggery, skinny people. Because when you do follow them, you're going to see avocado on toast all the time. Yeah. Is it even nice? I mean, it kind of tastes like baby food to me and I'm really a big fan of baby food. Like, I like my food mushy. But you know what else is like baby food? What? Like Nutella. Oh, Nutella's really good. Or mashed banana's oh, quite that's nice. that's the other thing you can't say properly. Nutella. On some sourdough bread. Nutella on sourdough bread. <laughs> Nutella on sourdough bread, please. Thanks very much, sir. Now it is Nutella. It's not Nutella. It's Nutella. Stop. It's Nutella. Yeah, we talked about this yes. before. Anyway, we'll add that anyway. to the list of, of, of books. So it's, it's not Nutella, and it's also not avocado. Avocado on toast. Even though I do realise a lot of people are fans of that. Right. Sadly enough. Now, what I would probably Instagram for the most part, is what I eat nine times out of ten. Boujum? Boujum, yeah. Okay. But I don't think that's worldwidely... What's the last food you've Instagrammed? Um, I actually didn't Instagram that. I edit so fast. Probably, I don't tend to put a picture of my food on Instagram, on the grid, but I put it in my story. It would oh my usually God. be a Thai, you know, like a Camille Thai or the only Siam Thai. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of a Thai food. Oh, actually, do you know what it was? It was an Indian Right, okay. I put in chicken korma up uh, when I had the girl I was over. <laughs> so in India. When I wasn't invited? Yeah. Okay, thanks very much. <clears throat> Fair. We had our friendship bracelet. Did you actually have friendship bracelets? O Olivia gave us friendship bracelets. We yeah. don't talk about it anymore. She's gone. Yeah. She's gone now. 
but I still wear the bracelet. She's gone now. You're a horrible person. It's the last food people have Instagrammed. But no, that would be my thing. And it was a chicken korma and it was unbelievable. Chicken korma, egg fried rice. Delicious. The last food that I have Instagrammed was when I made the full Irish pancake. 25th oh, of February. Do you remember we did really? the full Irish pancakes? That yeah. was a long time ago. And the only thing would be some alcohol is up there, but no food. No food. God says yeah. a lot about me now, doesn't it? Might have to ring the sponsor. Go, oh. Yeah. Okay, so what is the most Instagrammed food of 2020? Now, does 2020, because of the lockdown, have an impact on this answer? No. I think this would probably be the top Instagram food anyway. Okay, have a guess. Let us know what you think it is. The most Instagrammed food of 2020 so far, 87 And maybe have a look at your own Instagram grid and see what have you been taking pictures of food-wise lately? What's the last thing you took a picture of food-wise? Might be able to give you an indication as to what the correct answer is. So 87 FM104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. Visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. Um, let's just play this out from Dave sent us in a voice note. We were chatting about Nutella. Nutella. We were chatting about Nutella. 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 Sir is right, Cormac. It's not Nutella, it's Nutella. Scumbag. Yes. The N and U are different colour to the rest of the right, I think. Hang on. I, I have to Google that. I have to love Nutella you. Now. Hang on. Absolutely agree. I love Nutella. Nutella on toast. Sounds so wrong. Nutella on... Oh, wait, 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 Dave. Wait, Saoirse. Only one of the letters is different colour on a jar of Nutella. And it's the N. Hang on, maybe they're the ones that are in Italy. They're not the ones that are here. No. Only one I, letter I, is different. I think it's a darker... No, it's a lighter shade. No, no, no. It's, it's a lighter shade no, of red. No, 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 no. Well, then it should be... Nutella. <laughs> Nutella. Do you have any N? Utila. Okay, but in fairness, it doesn't say N-U-T in a certain colour. It's not Nutella. It's N, and then the rest of the letters are in red. Utella. Utella. Mm, mm, mm. Utella. Utella. Mm, Utella. Nutella. You should ring up Tesco's and ask if they have any... Do you have any... Uh, n- I should n- ring up Tesco's Utella. and ask them what it is called. You should sure. ring up Nutella. Nutella. We should ring up Nutella tomorrow. Can we? We will ring up. Where's Nutella's? Where is it from? It's it's European. Is somewhere, it, is it? Is it Italian? I thought. Where is Nutella? I think it's Italian. Where is it originally from? Where is Nutella originally from? It's saying here like Nutella.com. No, Nutella. Go into Nutella Wikipedia. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Wikipedia. Nutella. Wikipedia. I'm putting my money on Italy. Yeah, it's definitely France or Italy. <gasps> Italy. Italian. Place of origin. Italy. Okay, we need Ferrero, to... Ferrero, 1964. The Italians. Let's see what they have to say. And I know, this is what they're going to say. Nutella. <laughs> Nutella. If they say that, you have to order it in Tesco's then. Uh, that way. Nutella. And you do your stupid hand thing that you're doing as well to become more <laughs> Italian. Hey. Hey. Uh, Dave, it's just cursing in Italian. we got it right. Not yet. 
you, you're, you're half right. Do you, and think the Ita- do you think the Italians are saying Nutella? No, they're not. Yeah, the the Italians from uh, Dublin city centre exactly. that would speak like that. Are saying Nutella? Maybe no. we'll ring some of the. Let's ring some of the chippers. We should ring maybe uh, Romeos or Macaris and see how they do. No, we'll ring Nutella tomorrow. No, we'll, home... ring, we'll ring the real Nutella. Nutella. N- Nutella. No, the Italians would say it like Nutella. Nutella. Hey, it's a pizza pie. Is it a Nutella? Yeah, Nutella. Mario, Nutella. Exactly. Nutella, hey. But we're Irish, so exactly. we'd say it. Nutella. Give an old Nutella there, yeah. will you? What's correct and right? Who are we ringing? The origins. Each to their own. But you, you don't say that with anything else. You know, stop trying to be fancy when you're like, can I have okay. a... Can I have a... Can I have a panda chocolate? Or do you go... You do kind of put on a bit of Can I have a pencholon? Yeah, you do. Oh, pencholon. <laughs> and some yogurts and a yap. Most people do do that, though. You don't go, sorry, can I have a pan of chocolat? I say that. Can I have a pan of chocolat? Because you sound like an idiot going into the shop going, can I have a batch loaf, Brennan's bread, some dairy gold butter and pencholon? Yeah, but you, can't, you kind of do it under your breath because you know by saying pan au chocolat is a bit, you know, too... It's too common for you. Too dope. Yeah. Whereas we say... Uh, sorry, can I get the pan au chocolat? Can I just get Chocolat? the... Can I... No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing the hand thing as well. Doing the hand thing again. Chocolat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You've, you have such an amazing time <laughs> just shopping, Sasha. Sorry, do you have the sore do? <laughs> Sorry, what? The sore do. Last time it was near the Nutella. <sighs> Look, Dave. You can have Nutella with me anytime. In a non-creepy way, obviously. Yeah. Paddy Michelle, good evening. We're listening in Toronto and they pronounce it like Saoirse. Wrecked our heads at first, but you get used to it. No! Yes. See? Nutella. Panda Nutella. Nutella. Please, Paddy Michelle, what's going on? Also, I really appreciate you guys spelling my name correctly. Oh, Because no one ever does and it really upsets me. (laughs) Thank you. No, no one does. So that's great. Actually, you don't even pronounce my name correctly, to be honest. Well, I'm just going to say it after Saoirse. over a year. It's Sersha. What do I say? Say my name. Sersha. 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 What's wrong with Sersha? Because it's not sea, It's not a sea urchin. I'm not a sea urchin, <laughs> well, even though I might I mean, look like one. <laughs> it's Sersha. Sea, ur- sea urchin. It's what? Sersha. Sersha. Yeah. Sir. Like Sersha. Sersha. Yeah. Sersha. Our lovely voiceover man, apparently it took him a long time Saoirse to get that. Ah. Yeah. Cormac and Sersha. What does he say? This is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Saoirse. This is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. He doesn't say Saoirse. I say Saoirse. I know. So it's Saoirse. It's Saoirse. Sir. Saoirse. But I told you my drama teacher said the correct pronunciation is Saoirse. Saoirse. Maybe I'll call you Saoirse if we're, you know, if we're in the, in, in the Irish. I'm not a sea urchin. So I can you just stop know. following me that? Saoirse. 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 <laughs> don't like, I don't like how it feels when I have to say that. <laughs> Sersha, can you pass the Nutella and Sordo? I hate my life at the moment. There you go. Paddy Michelle, what has you over in Toronto? I'm going to presume you're, you're living there. I would say they are. Could they be Canadian? Huge fan of the accent. What would they say? Paddy Michelle, Wait, what's I'm going to ca- presume What's a Canadian accent? You, you're good at accents. I just can't do Canadian. Like, what's Canadian? It's like a softer American. Yeah, there's no distinctive... You do, though, and you, you can definitely tell between an American and a Canadian. Can you? Yeah. Definitely. Paddy, uh, Paddy maybe Paddy's Irish, but is Michelle Irish? Michelle sounds Did like an Irish just name. Get up and leave and say, here, good luck. 
Do you know what they did? They laughed. They left during the last recession when the country was on fire. They're like, lads, we're getting out of here. Fair play. Not a bad job at all. Nope. Okay, my last Insta food inspiration. What was that? That looked like absolute... I'm sorry, but I don't know what that is. Okay. Cheeseburger? The question you had, we're still... We somehow got sidelined after... Nutella. Nutella. Sersha Nutella. Sersha. Nutella. Sersha. I'm doing my hands. Sersha. Sersha. Not a Sersha. Not sea urchin. Sir. Yes, Who sir. Who was the sea urchin in... Who was the sea monster in The Little Mermaid? I don't know. I never liked any of that Disney stuff. She uh, took her voice, gave her legs. No idea. What was her name? I don't even think I watched that before. Oh, I'm going to call you that from now Sorry. Uh, okay, the, what, what was your question? So Good the question time. is, what is the most Instagrammed food of 2020? Instagrammed food of 2020, 0876797104. What, when you've been scrolling through your Instagram, have you been seeing again and again and again and again? Of food. I I understand why some people like if you go to a fancy restaurant and you get a nice presentation of your food, you're like, oh, that's lovely. Fabulous. Mm. It's a bit much, though, isn't it? It's not Sertia. It's Sertia, like, serve you. Cormac is right. Do you know what? Someone actually calls me serve you. That's the funniest thing ever. Someone actually calls me serve you because, I mean, it is S-A-O. And you had a free view yesterday in the gym. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, get out. But no, it is, it is... So I, I like that people are saying it's not Sersha. I was born, my mother called me Sersha from the day I was born. Whether that's correct or right or not is up to her to decide. Okay. Okay? I'm going to go with what German says. Sersha. No, I think we're saying his name wrong. I think Arthur. it's Dermot. Dermot or Dermot. Dermot or Dermot, you can let us know. Sandra said, Cormac, it's not Toronto, it's Toronto, if you're from there like oh, myself. Oh, right, okay, Toronto. You just drop random teas all over the place. Yeah, it's much sexier, isn't it? Like Toronto. It's lazier, isn't it? Yeah. Toronto. Uh, Toronto. But that, that's more of an American accent, though, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. Toronto. That's American. Yeah, but that's too high-pitched. They're more like... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think South Park, how they stereotypically class Canadians. It's more kind more of... Uh, like it's flatter. Syrup. It's a little flatter. <laughs> It's nicer. Or I were from Canada. We, we love Canada. We're going to Toronto. And it's a great day. I get where's the maple syrup? Let's shoot a deer, or a moose. Oh, a big moose in the middle of the road. <laughs> a new tail all over his face. I can't really believe it. Barbara, grab the sword out. <laughs> Crazy. Were we in anyway? Uh, anyway, close. Um, Sandra, maybe not. Yeah, okay. probably not. Uh, most Instagram food. Okay. Again, get it right. It's Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, we're uh, Hi, Toronto. Tr- Do you know who's from Toronto? Who? I think Avril Lavigne. Do you remember her? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think she's from Toronto. Oh cool. Who else famous people are from Canada? Uh, Michael Sarah, uh, Ellen Justin, Page, Justin Bieber. Justin Canadian? Bieber. Is he yeah, Canadian? he is Canadian. Yes. What about that? Ah, huh? Canadian. That's probably a that's stereotypical. That's probably like an American doing like the leprechaun accent for yeah, Irish. So Apologies. Um, right. Instagram food. The most Instagram food of 2020. Let us know. 87 We'll be back. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. I have to say that now because apparently I've been saying your name wrong for two years. Just say sir. Sir. Sha. Please sir. Please sir. Please sir. Can I have some more? Saoirse. 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 Yeah. It's cuter. 
Just like me. But Sersha is more Irish. Sersha. I don't like that. How are you, Sersha? <laughs> well, you go down the road there, pick us up a, a few... A few loaves of bread and pick us up a slab of turf so on the way I'm home, I'm actually Sarah. very annoyed with my mother for doing that to me because she obviously spelt it the Irish ne- or Irish way and it is meant to be Sersha, freedom. Mm, yeah. But she calls me Sersha, which makes absolutely Saoirse. no sense with the spelling. She might as well just said, you know, S-I-O-R-S-H-A. There you go. We've made up your name. Good luck to you. Go on out there anyway. Fair pleasure. <laughs> okay. Um... We want to know the most Instagram food of 2020. What do you think it is? 0876797104. What has been doing your head? You're like, oh, great, another bowl of whatever it is. Uh, 0876797104. We have had a couple of guesses in. Megan and Lucian have both said banana bread. Oh, everyone was cooking banana bread that or baking it. That has to be it. it. Yeah, that has to be it. <sighs> like, I didn't bake bloody anything when I was at home. I was ordering takeaways left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. The dreams. So I never had any Just to find it. It's a pandemic. Yeah, I That's don't have a choice. the fourth one today. I'd rather watch Netflix than be baking a banana bread for Fair. myself. Fair. Um, no, banana bread is not the answer. Also, I never seen anyone actually post a picture of it, thank God. Really? I just heard loads of people talking about making banana bread. Yeah, oh, were you making banana bread too? It's like, where is this? Why did no one offer me any? Yeah. You know? Sad. Nobody did. Uh, so no, it is not banana bread. Another one in there, carbonara. Carbonara. Love carbonara. Carbonara. It's one of my favourite dinners ever. But it's not that Instagrammable though, is it? It's kind of plain. Yeah, you wouldn't, yeah. Unless you have it in a fancy bowl. You know sometimes you go to a fancy restaurant, it's a massive bowl, but like the, it's a wide bowl, but like the, the actual bit for the food is very small in yeah. comparison to the size of the bowl. Have you ever had a carbonara where they put a raw egg on the top? No. It's disgusting. I think I'd like that. That'd no, be lovely. that's absolutely vile. Absolutely vile. Uh, okay, Sean. Good evening, Sean. And Drahada. Poached, poached eggs. Well, fancy poached eggs. Oh, yeah. And then they cut Shame. the middle of the egg and they let it run out and then they take their picture. Do you know what you'd love to do in that situation? Just run over flip either the A, table. flip the table, or <laughs> yeah. B, just eat it. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. Oh, we take a photo. Yeah. Eat your food, you spa. Exactly. Uh, it's not poached eggs or fancy poached mm. eggs. Mm. A few more guesses in. It's not a cheeseburger. Okay, uh, hot wings. Let me see. Ashling thinks it's hot wings. Oh, hot wings are good. I actually had wings the other day. They were delicious. It's it's not uh, hot wings. And uh, what's this? Homemade spice bag. I made a lot of these over lockdown. No, I only had my first spice bag during lockdown. Horribly disappointed. Very salty. Not enough sauce going on. Mm. Wouldn't be a fan. You want to leave that up to the professionals. But I hope they turned yeah. out well for you, Ryan. Thanks for that. It's mm. not uh, spice bags. No. Oh, is it an omelette? How do you say omelette? Omelette. Why did they spell it omelette? <laughs> um, um, <laughs> omelette. And it is definitely not sorsha, by the way, for people it texting is. that Ryan, in. Absolutely right. not. Take sorsha. that O out of there. Sorsha. No. Have none of that. Uh, hey guys, is it cookies? From Rob. I've seen a lot of people make cookies lately. Yeah, yeah I have for their kids and stuff. It's not cookies though. No. Um, okay, so the most Instagrammed picture of 2020. 0876797104. Uh, pasta. Pasta. Um, no, I suppose we mentioned that with the carbonara. And also he said it's Ursula in The Little Mermaid. That's your new name now, Ursula. Oh, yeah. why am I Ursula? Because you're a sea urchin. 
But I'm not a sea urchin. That's the whole point. Ursula, sea urchin, sea urchin, Saoirse. No, but Saoirse. it's not Saoirse. It's there you go. Makes sense. Saoirse. Ursula, if you're ever texting in the show again, say Cormac and Ursula, will you? Oh, God. And a full stop. Don't forget the full stop. They're very, very important. Uh, okay. Uh, any other quick guesses coming in there now? Uh, no. Um, the most Instagrammed photo of 2020, or most Instagrammed photo of food of 2020, what do you think it is? 0876797104. We have had wings, cookies, pasta. Cheeseburger, carbonara. And we have had uh, avocado and toast and all that. Omelettes. Yes. We've had one or two guesses in now. Ashley's coming back with not only hot wings and carbonara. Is it pizza? Is it pizza? Is pizza the most Instagram food of 2020? And the answer is yes. <laughs> that is what people are posting up. Pizza, pizza and more pizza. I love pizza. I love pizza too. I, I got pizza last week, uh, last Friday after the show. I Did just, you? I just had to, yeah. I Late. haven't had I pizza. Like, oh my God. The last time I had pizza and I completely forgot, the whole of lockdown, I had it once. I had a Domino's. and no, I, I had thought, it once? You know, only once. I had had Boujom and Indian and Thai consistently. And then I stopped for a second and said, you know what, just have a pizza. Had a pizza. And dear God almighty, Domino's, you are God. Oh, they're amazing. They're unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. I have no words. Now, this weekend, there may be pizza on the cards, but I, I also want to know, has anyone tried the triple cheeseburger from McDonald's? No, but I'd love to, unless it's riddled with pickles. Uh, well, you just get them to, like, what's the gherkins and pickles just today? None of them, lads. Yeah. Triple cheeseburger, though, apparently that's come out. Oh, yeah, you, you might have seen that. Unbelievable. So that'd be um, a nice one if you have. But Instagram food. No, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be someone for taking Instagrams of the food. Wouldn't be my thing. No, I don't really do that either. I might put it on a story just to make people jealous. Yeah, but then the like, next day yeah. you wake up, it's gone, so it's grand. I wouldn't be keeping it there, though. There's no need for that. Um, so a lot la- of people... Yeah, the last one I have food up on my Instagram is of the full Irish fry. Yeah, oh, no, we the did, full Irish pancakes, sorry. Disgusting, absolutely. Beautiful, fun. I loved it. No, it was horrible. Uh, a lot of people texting in here saying, cheese toasty with tomato, yummy. Cheese toasty with tomato. Do you know what? I have that nearly every night after work. Really? I, I get toast, sorry, bread, put it in the toaster, take it out, put loads of butter on it, put slices of cheese, let it melt in the grill and then lash loads of tomatoes on and loads of pepper. It's so good. You can throw some Heinz beans on it now. I will do now, yeah. Uh, Domino's or Apache, Matt wants to know, has to be Apache. I don't want to offend anyone, but it's Domino's. Well, Apache Always. has a solid burger. Burger has a solid pizza. I wouldn't say no to They had like, I don't know if they're still doing this, Matt, but what was it, like a tenner for a large pizza? It was stupid. It was stupid. And their their, their wings and dippers in Apache. Actually, their oh. their chicken dippers and oh. their wedges are unbelievable. Why don't we Stop. have Domino's pizza with <laughs> yeah, wedges yeah. and chicken dippers from Apache and we'll all be happy. Uh, Barbecue sauce yeah. and garlic mayonnaise. Do I win a prize? I'm always guessing these right. We can't. There is a pandemic going on. We cannot be posting out prizes from here, can we? Uh, we want to, but we can't. Well, like we have... What we do we have, have? I have beans. We have uh, seven tins of Heinz beans, which we could have given away. And we have beer mats that we have. But unfortunately, we can't... No one's allowed back into no. the studio. No, no. So if you've won a prize, it's usually either vouchers and tickets that can be done electronically. Yeah. But we can't give away any physical items. Yet. No. Someone was asking for uh, like cuddle mugs earlier on as well on the show. Again... We don't. 
we don't give them away anyway. But no one is allowed to touch them. No. Only the strawberry alarm clock. I do have two of them at home, and they do make the best cups of tea. I'm just going to rub that in, but <laughs> we can't give them to you. Unfortunately, not. Your prize is knowing that you were the best this evening yeah. out of everyone in Dublin tonight. You were the best. So well done, you. Yeah. This is from. Oh yeah, this is from Alan. And as soon as this, as soon as this whole lockdown situation gets sorted out, we can. Oh yeah, we'll be giving you tins of beans and. We'll be cracking out. Do you remember, we'll be re-cracking out our... Uh... The Room 104. Uh, yeah. I'm bleeding reef, yeah. Scumbag. I love the scumbag. So yeah. the scumbag is usually where we rob things from around the station and give them to you. But unfortunately, we can't. We nearly got fired for doing that because um, we were giving away people's private possessions. We were giving away a spoon. Teaspoon. I gave away a used teaspoon. Yeah, I, uh, we couldn't do it. Imagine we did that now. Could we you shut down. imagine? We got called into the CEO. This isn't, isn't even a joke. We got called into the CEO's office after we gave away the spoon. And she was like, I, I need to discuss what you're doing on the show, giving away these things. And I was like, it's just a bit of crack. Like. Bit of crack. Didn't she go down. She was like, somebody came in yesterday looking for a teaspoon. And Olivia, the receptionist, didn't know what to do. I was like, just the teaspoon was in her office. And I took it out of my bag that was, and she was like, but there's still yogurt on it. And I was like, that's the, the point. <laughs> Yeah. And they took it. They took my. And spoon. now we can't obviously do that because everyone will die. Yeah, everyone will die. Uh, Rob, guys, McDonald's or Burger King? Look, oh. I've had this conversation with multiple people. I oh. am one thousand percent McDonald's girl all the way. You would not catch me dead in Burger King. Oh, that's a very very tough one because their whoppers are magic. Now, don't get me wrong. I would eat the burger from Burger King, but their chips are absolutely. Not good enough. Oh, well, McDonald's chips are a million times better. I would have a bath in McDonald's chips. They're that good. <laughs> I love They might McDonald's. be up for doing that. We should pitch that in. I would love to do that. Actually, you know, yeah, no. Yeah, I know exactly what they'd say. What? People would be about food wastage. And you'd have oh, no, people I'd eat them. going in, going like... I would eat them. I would do a food challenge with myself. Can Saoirse eat a bath full of McDonald's chips. chips? Of course I could. Fries. Can you eat some fries? Oh my God, I'd love that. <laughs> So yeah, always McDonald's. Let's see if we can make that happen. Uh, on the way, we're going to be chatting to somebody who wants to put um, micro bots. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse, is that better? Saoirse, yeah. Saoirse, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can listen back to the uh, full shows. Also get the interviews, whatever platform you're on, you can do it. Continuing on with the Nutella Nutella debate. Um, we have to get a message in here from Dave. The people who make Kinder make Nutella, and they're German. Okay, so then it's Nutella. Ikaisa. Ich bin ein Nutella. Nutella. They would say the Nutella. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They would say Nutella. Mm, yeah. But it still wouldn't be new to... We're going to ring them tomorrow. We'll ring Nutella, the home of Nutella. Nutella. And uh, see. I can't wait to prove everyone wrong. And then everyone's going to be talking about it and everybody's going to be going, how did I get to this age and not realise it was Nutella? Yeah. Um, Matt has said, Burger King at 5am in the morning at Dublin Airport is the only Burger King you will see me in. You're missing out, Matt. Yes, same. I wouldn't even go. Lads, come on. No. Like, look, I know there's a big following, but can I just point out that during lockdown and everything shut down, the queues outside McDonald's were insane. McDonald's shut down. McDonald's abandoned you. Burger King stayed up. They stayed COVID-friendly and safe. Je suis. Je suis Burger King. Okay. Okay, you can love Burger King and I will love McDonald's and we'll be friends. Seriously, can you explain what Boogon... (laughs) Is is it a food? Is it a brand? It's that thing. It's that thing that Saoirse constantly keeps mentioning. And then the the it's it's a food company. It's a, what's a burrito bar? Yeah, it's a burrito bar. And can I just say they do not have my back. They have never supported me at all. They've never given me free food. They've never even given me a like on Instagram when I post about their food and how much I love it. So do you know what, Boujum? Sometimes you hurt my feelings, but look, it's, your food is so damn good. It doesn't matter. So it's not Bougon or whatever that is. It's Boujum. So B-O-O-J-U-M. Boujum. It is the best food you will ever put in your mouth. I've never had it and uh, I don't think I'd like it. Don't really like Mexican food too much. It's insane. It's a lot lot of effort, you know, because... eh. It's not just regular Mexican food and I wouldn't be a huge fan of Mexican food anyway. So if it wasn't Boujum, I wouldn't be really wanting to go to a Mexican restaurant. It's just not my type of food. But Boujum. It's not really. Actually, do you know what? My my brother is going out with a Mexican girl and she actually tried this and said it's absolutely not Mexican. She said, what? You know, it's the, it's the Irish kind of watered-down version of a Mexican bar. For, yeah. You know, to appeal appeal to me. So I have loads of cheese with mine and sour cream, which is probably not very predominantly. potato in the, in the middle of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty Some much. cabbage. So it's delicious, yeah. Uh, we got a message in Boujum with like... Truly face. Truly faces. Yes, yeah, Brenda. From, Brenda, another fan there. But yeah, no, Boujum, it's... Um, it's delicious. The relationship you're in with them, it's always an unrequited love. Yeah. It's only yeah. one way. It is definitely only one way. Um, you know, they've hurt my feelings number a number of times yeah. when I've been late to yeah. collect my Boujum and I couldn't get it in the end and got it delivered here before and it disappeared. And, you know, I've had a, had a tough time with you guys. But I've supported you the whole <laughs> way and... Nothing, absolutely nothing back. Not a message, not a you like. You always go for nothing. the bad guys, you know, the ones that never have your back. I know. I um, will I will persevere. Right, right. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be looking at ringing 
Nutella and we'll see what the story Nutella. is. We'll find out whatever. We'll put that debate to rest and see what the crack is um, uh, and what's going on. Also, uh, tomorrow morning at 10 past nine on the Strawberry Alarm Clock and also on Instagram, you will see the latest Come Here To Me Dublin campaign. Visit Dublin.com. I've uh, gotten Crossy to go out and try all of the... Uh, kind of activities and things that are to do around Dublin. I'm not sure whereabouts tomorrow was. Last week he was in the Liberties around some of the distilleries and things yep. that are to do around there. He has been down at the Docklands doing all the water sports that were down there. Um, so I'm not sure where it is tomorrow but it, the whole reason for this is to give you some ideas and some insights on what you can do during the pandemic while you're you know, on your staycation. So even if you're not having a little holiday figuring out what you can do of a Saturday and Sunday afternoon or evening in Dublin. So he's been guiding you around different parts of the city, different attractions and activities and things to do. So they're all up there on Instagram and Facebook. But the next one will be out tomorrow. So if you're kind of at a lost for things to do this weekend, it's definitely worth checking out. So do check that out on our F104's Facebook and Instagram page tomorrow morning. It'll be live just after 9 o'clock. And then on the way next, robot things going into your blood, saving your life. And we will have music from Niall Horn. That's on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Working Saoirse here and uh, I have a funny feeling that this next conversation is probably going to blow your mind because every so often uh, a piece of research and a piece of technology comes out that's like, no, th- this has to be, has to be science fiction. But it turns out that, no, this is, this is real life now. We are in the future. Yeah, we are totally in the future and anything regarding health and curing diseases, which obviously we all wish and hope that one day we can, is a good thing, isn't it? Uh, amazed. Of a hugely important thing and there's a number of different ways in which people are trying to tackle various different diseases and various different deadly fatal diseases. Uh, joining us now to talk about one arm of the research is looking at injecting tiny little microscopic robots into your bloodstream to try and destroy different viruses or sicknesses or illnesses. Uh, we are delighted to welcome onto the show uh, Dr. Mark Miskin from the Pennsylvania University. Dr. Miskin, sir, how are things? <laughs> things are good. Thanks for having me. This, the first thing that this reminded me of, and I can't even remember the name of the movie, but there was a movie about a guy put in a spaceship which was shrunk down yep. and sent into someone's body and then he was going around and doing what he needed to do in the body. And obviously you're not shrinking down a human, but you're shrinking down technology to a tiny, tiny size so it can do something similar. Yeah, so the, the movie is Fantastic Voyage. Um, and, uh, you know, th- this comes up pretty much every time we present our research. Uh, someone asks, you know, how, how does it compare to Fantastic Voyage? Um, it turns out it's actually about the same size. So we found a still from the movie. We measured the size of the submarine that they, they shrunk no. down to put everybody on. We measured the size of our robot. Um, and if you ballpark it, uh, they're both about 60 microns. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty apt comparison. Uh, and, and from my point of view, too, right, like I, I think that's part of why this research is fun and why it's cool and why we like doing it. I mean, you know, clearly we're not going to miniaturize people. Uh, there's, there's laws against that, there's laws of <laughs> physics. But, um, you know, the next... The next best thing is uh, you build a robot, right? And and robots are exceptional at that, right? They take humans into places that they, they can't normally go. Mm-hmm. And so here's kind of like this very cool space, this, this very small world that we know about, the micro world. Um, and that's that's our, that's how we see it, right, is it's a way of going in and exploring that world. And what's the idea then behind it? Uh, the idea behind the robot? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's <laughs> we want it to be... Everything, you know, as much as we can make it like a macroscopic robot, but but small, 
Um, and so we wanted to have smarts. We wanted to be able to sense and to locomote. And it turns out, if you've been you know, paying attention, for the last 50 years, we've been making microelectronics smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, and today, we're pretty much at the point where we've, we've hit the floor. I mean, the smallest transistors, right, we can pattern things down to, to three nanometers, which is just about a dozen atoms across for the smallest features in them. Um, so with all that incredible shrinking, what we've done is constructed this very powerful toolkit for building things like sensors, electronics, uh, little computational elements, and clocks. The, the question, right, is really how do you get them to, to move around? Because that's just yeah. the brains, right, is how do you put legs on them so they can go out into the world? And it turns out that's really been the stumbling block for, for a lot of um, the research that you've seen in kind of building tiny robots is that people can build tiny computers. Uh, people could build dumb tiny robots that don't have any smarts on them. And um, what we've done in this, this recent work, uh, what we're talking about right now, is we finally figured out a way to basically put legs onto electronics. And what that does is it opens the door to thinking about these kind of cool, like, fantastic voyage missions where mm. you can build something that's maybe, say, totally autonomous, right? You send it off into some world and it just does a task for you. Or you build something that has some level of smarts that says, you know, hey, I measured this thing. What should I do next? And you can give it an instruction like, oh, go and, you know, march forward or turn around or go go on patrol, Right. Um, kind of the tasks that we'd like to see moving it closer to being like, you know, robotics, but small, You're, really small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll have a tiny, tiny army of uh, nearly like robotic ants that hopefully one day will be able to provide, like, do a number of different tasks and, and, and target specific cells and specific parts of uh, the body. So, like, how far away are we from being able to take the, the army of cells that you have, move it to a specific location and get it to carry out a certain function? I, I think it'll be a while. So, I mean, the, the truth is, right, is that we're we're still in early days. Um, all these robots can really do is walk. Uh, but, you know, we're optimistic that um, a lot of the, the functional aspects of what you'd need in order to accomplish that goal uh, should evolve pretty rapidly. So, for example, uh, both both my group at Penn and then uh, my, my group that I used to work with in Cornell, uh, we're currently working on ways of building little tiny computers onto these systems. Um, I think one of the things that's cool about this project is that uh, – you know, it, it's a very different, like, when we think about applications, right, so let's say we talk about in the biomedical space, it, it's a very different way of thinking about medicine, right? You're, you're thinking about yeah. doing things where you basically have single cell precision. And my, my gut feeling is that a lot of the really powerful applications are probably things we haven't thought of yet, right? <laughs> so um, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of those things that my group got interested in recently was uh, the peripheral nervous system. So the nerves that connect to the brain to, uh, let's say, your fingertip. And um, one of the things that's interesting about that space is that, one, you know, they're, they're massively important. If you damage one of those nerves, you're going to lose you know, function in your hand or your limb. Um, but they're also kind of single cells, right? The, the characteristic size of them is, is very small. And really, if you wanted to repair one or interact with one, you would need something that's about that same size. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been kind of looking into that space and wondering, you know, could you envision a scenario where you have a robot that basically you send it on a mission to heal a damaged nerve? Um, and that's that's like a very different way of thinking about medicine, right? That we don't, we don't usually consider that as possible. Uh, but it's that kind of stuff that I think I'm really excited about. See, that's really exciting to me. And the thoughts of obviously, you know, when you look at the stats, one in two people are going to develop cancer in their lives. So this could be a potential, I don't know, cure or alternative way of treating cancer cells sure yeah I, I you know one of my colleagues paul McEwen, is very motivated by that as an application that you know and again this is this would be many years out right we, we don't know how to do a lot of the parts to accomplish this but surely you know that that's that's not a bad vision right like your your body has these 
special cells, that their purpose in life is to go hunt down and destroy pathogens. Um, if you could build something at a comparable size, could you give them the information that they need to do that task more efficiently? On paper, it's a really good idea, right? And it's early days, we don't know, but uh, for sure it's something that, that we're trying to pursue if we, if we can. I, I, you said, obviously, yeah, on paper it's a great idea. Do you ever worry uh, late at night that in reality this could be the start of Skynet and Terminator 2? <laughs> If only. I mean, in 2020, I think we wouldn't even scratch the top 10 list of world-ending scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're no. I, I, I mean, our, our little robots, uh, one of the things that's cool about them, right, is they're, they're robots. They need us to tell them, you know, how to turn on. They need us to supply them with power. Um, in the biomedical space in particular, right, it's, it's a good feature that uh, if we stop supplying them with energy, they turn off immediately. And then it, it basically reduces to a very elaborate speck of dust. So, you know, these are like, Hollywood has it, you know, it's great at shaping our imaginations of it, but um, <laughs> I can tell you from, from experience with working with these things, they're very easy to stop. <laughs> well, that, well, that's good to hear. Is there any other potential, like, side effects from injecting the human body with, because uh, what are they made of? What material are they made from? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, the first thing I'll say, by the way, is that the, much like in Fantastic Voyage, like, if you've seen the movie, the, the big enemy for them in the little submarine are the white blood cells. And yeah. more often than not, the, the thing that we worry about is the body destroying the robot and the robot destroying the body, right? Your, your body is unbelievably good at getting rid of foreign invaders. Um, and so, you know, in terms of the medical space, we, we think about kind of two aspects. One is, you know, is it toxic? And uh, the answer to that question is no. The exterior of the robot is made out of glass, basically. It's made out of glass and platinum, uh, which are both two very inert materials. And, uh, you know, it's not as though we don't have a history of implanting electronics, right? Like pacemakers are an implantable electronics. There's loads of other pieces of technologies that people have built for medical functions. And we actually do have a pretty good handle on what materials are, are what's called generally recognized as safe and which ones aren't. And so everything on the exterior of that robot is generally recognized as safe. It's been used in implantables for plenty of time in the past. We have data on it. So we're confident it's not going to, like, poison you. Um, it's also worth pointing out, too, right, that the size of the robot is very, very small. <laughs> you know, you, you could probably yeah. make it out of something reasonably dangerous. and it, it wouldn't really pose that much of a threat to you. Um, the flip side, though, the, the immuno response is kind of the thing that we, we worry a little bit more about is, you know, whether or not it will cause you know, inflammation or cause mm. one cells to come after it. Um, and we're in the early stages of that, of figuring out how do we actually address that problem. Um, and again, it's not as though, like, this isn't something there isn't data for, right? People, again, have been making tiny pieces of implantable electronics, but that's a little bit more of an open question that takes careful research and time. It's very exciting. I actually can't wait for this to, to hopefully be around when we're still alive, Cormac. I know, it's sure, absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, I'm sorry for cutting across you there, um, Dr. Miskin, but you obviously are deeply involved in this area. I mean, where where do you see the potential of, of it going, like, in 20 or 30 years? You must kind of just be blown away at the potential that could come down the line from something like this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think for me, the, you know, I'll say this, and I'll say that a lot of the inspiration for doing it, you know, why do we get up and why do we decide to do this? Um, it, it comes from, you know, this, this fact that nature is, has built this amazing system of making, making things out of little tiny robots, right? That um, they're called cells, right? And, and that's how biology works. And if you stop and think about that for a minute, that's really quite stunning, right? That, that all of this that, that we experience in so much of the world that, that we deal with day to day, from our bodies to the food we eat to all this other stuff, is really shaped by what goes on 
in the micro world, in this little tiny size, about one-tenth of a hair's width, that you can't see by eye. And I, I mean, I, I personally find that amazing. I think that's one of the coolest things that, that we know as humans, right? That there's an invisible world that basically dictates ours. And, um, you know, if we could do, I think kind of the hope is that if we could even do a fraction of that, uh, you know, ourselves as humans, uh, synthetically, um, the potential to, for, 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 you know, good is enormous. It's, it's, it's really staggering. Just, it's literally every single aspect of human health could be enhanced by this. I'm, I'm, It'll be exciting as well when this develops on in the future, how you're going to deal with the pure nightmare that the conspiracy theorists are going to give you for like, oh, they're trying to control their brains with tiny <laughs> we'll, robots. We'll, we'll, like, we'll oh, have God. years of practice by then. This is, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, it's, it's starting now. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I, I, what, what are you going to do, right? I, I'm not going to gonna not that- do my science. This could replace medicine as in tablets or horrible you know, chemotherapy or something like that, that you could, you know, do this all with technology instead would be amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows, right? Like, that, it would be truly amazing if, if we could do something like that. I think even the zoomed out version, though, like the weaker claim is, is still kind of cool, right? That being able to, to heal the body on its own terms, um, I think would be neat. I'll also point out, by the way, that there's a whole other side to this that, that isn't related to the, the biomedical stuff, um, which is, you know, a lot of the technology we rely on or the materials we depend on also have features of this very tiny size. Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, the battery that's in, say, your cell phone has a little tiny spacer in between the, pl- the plus and the minus terminals on it that's about the same size as one of the robots. And uh, one of the questions we've been asking is, you know, could you build something that could live in there and like clean the battery and like keep it, you know, keep it, keep it running longer? <laughs> it's yeah. an interesting thought. I, you know, again, it's one of those yeah. things like it, it's going to take some time to build it. But there's another sense in which like our cell phones, our information technology, uh, the batteries we rely on. You know, what's made all of these things so high tech is the ability to make lots of really tiny stuff and jam it in there. Um, but we don't have like ways of maintaining it or fixing it or repairing it or controlling it. Could you start to build that? And, and that's another aspect that I think is also kind of cool. Eradicating it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.